So hello and welcome to episode 31 of Rebel Dispatch. We're your hosts Holly and Jen and we're here to tackle the last bit of The Mandalorian. Yeah, we thought we'd do it last time. (laughs) We thought we'd do it last time, but uh, the finale was uh, too chonky for that episode. Big chonky boy. Oh yeah, big chonky boy. But uh, before we get into that, we've got a little bit of news. Yeah, a, a little. Yeah. Jen, do you want to tackle this? Okay. So uh, some bad news from the world of tabletop. According to d20radio.com, uh, Fantasy Flight has announced that they are discontinuing all of their RPGs, and sadly that includes Star Wars. Uh, they were doing a source book on ships and speeders. I'm pretty sure that's been canceled now. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you see, this happened because they laid off a lot of their RPG staff last month, and now they're just dis- they're just leaving the uh, genre entirely. It's really sad if you're a fan of if you're a fan of the Star Wars RPG because their attention to detail was incredible. The art was beautiful, a little a little clumsy mechanically, but you know I know a lot of people had some fun with that game, and it really sucks to see it go. Yeah, I mean like that's a side of fandom I've never engaged with, but I know so many people love it, so it's really I know it's a shame. Yeah, it is. You know, this is a great like it's a great uh, uh, creative form, as it were. You know, I've, I've seen some people make some really cool stories with that game. And it, it, I mean, obviously, it also sucks that so many people lost their jobs. And, you know, it's just bad all around. I'm really sad about this. This was announced today, actually. So, yeah, Fantasy Flight is no longer in the RPG business. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But on to happier news. Yeah. This is also more in your wheelhouse. <laughs> Oh uh, yes. Okay. So our new so this bit of news, uh the primary source is actually a pro wrestling podcast of all places. Uh not one of the lar- not one of the large trades like uh, Variety or Hollywood Reporter. Um but apparently WWE superstar Sasha Banks is going to be in season 2 of Mando. I when I saw this, I lost my mind. Because I fucking love Sasha Banks. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me... Yeah, tell us more about her. Okay, well, this is less about her and more of a... Um, just, like, what goes into uh, this business, as it were. So the thing about uh, succeeding in this kind of industry, and here's why Sasha Banks is such a good find, you really have to be able to establish yourself as a character you need to be able to you need to be able to improvise on the spot because the thing is with the audience the audience is probably one of the most important characters in pro wrestling granted it's a volatile and hard to control character but it's a character nonetheless and you need to be able to think on your feet and try to gauge their reactions in order to deliver the best performance you possibly can so She's incredible at improvising. She's hilarious. Obviously, you know, in pro wrestling, you also have to be a master of fight choreography, which is very important. You, uh, I mean, that's just, you know, that's the deciding factor on, you know, whether or not you 
become elevated as a character and whether you know the company will want the audience to see more of you. This is a long-winded way of saying she's very charismatic. She improvs a lot. And I don't have time to get into, you know, her specific matches right now, but you know, she's hilarious and I I think fans are really gonna like her. Yeah, she looks interesting. I'm intrigued to see like who she'll play. Also she's hot, which helps. Yep. Yep. I'm just looking, <laughs> I'm just looking at her Google images now. Mm-hmm. Loving that purple hair. Oh, it's great. <laughs> So, yeah, apparently she's already filmed some scenes. Yeah, apparently. I really hope they're not, like, hiding her under a helmet or something because... Yeah. All right, if you cast Sasha Banks, I want to fucking see Sasha Banks. I don't want to, uh... I don't, I don't want to just hear her voice and then have them not utilize her talents at all. You know, m- my brain, like, automatically went to, like, Cara Dune's girlfriend, but I'm open to anything. <laughs> Predictable as always, Holly. Hey, she's only a year old. She's only a year older than me. Wow. What and have she's... you done with your life? What have I done with my life? <laughs> she's. Oh God. She's Snoop Dogg's cousin. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Everyone knows each other in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll go more into season two after we recap these last two episodes, but. And once we know more. Yeah, like we. I was just thinking, we, we know nothing. Oh, yeah, we, we know Jack and shit, except that maybe Sasha Banks is in this. Yeah, that's pretty much all we know. So that's kind of And exciting. that is coming in October. Yeah, that too. Oh, speaking of Disney Plus shows, uh, this Friday, at the time of recording, uh, Clone Wars returns. Yeah, I, uh, I've i just accepted that I'm not going to get Oh, me neither, system. no. It'll it'll be a while before it'll be a while before we tackle that. Yeah, I like have this entire week off work, and I'm still I like I cannot bring myself to just sit down and binge two and a half seasons of Clone Wars because you cannot binge that show. Oh my god, six and a half for me. It's like it's I don't I don't mind it, but it's just um I find I can only do like one arc at a time. Yeah, it's it it's tough. Yeah. Especially especially around the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's getting better now, but it's still only maybe one, maybe two arcs at a time for me. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I'll get there one day, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll think of some... We'll think of a way to tackle Clone Wars on this show the way it deserves. Yeah. Uh, because we, we don't want to half-ass things like we normally do here on Rebel Dispatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll figure something out. S- stay tuned, trademark. <laughs> so, on that note, shall we get into these last two episodes? Yeah, let's let's get this shit started. So, episode seven, The Reckoning. An old rival extends an invitation for the Mandalorian to make peace. So, this episode felt like we were finally back on track. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, directed by Deborah Chow and written by John Favreau. Ooh. Yep, I did not include that. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I and I think, I mean, I want Deborah Chow to just like work on all the Star Wars now because her two episodes have just been so lovely and solid. You're gonna say that until she puts out a bad one and then suddenly she's the Antichrist. Hey, she's a lad about episode. <laughs> did you know? 
No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this episode, uh, Mando is messaged by Grief. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, the client has just, like, expanded his despotic rule. Yeah, so so while we were fucking around all over the galaxy, uh, Werner Herzog took over Navarro. Yeah. And because I guess all the Mandalorians either were killed or fled as well, so there's oh, like yeah. no no sort of resistance either. So Star yeah. Wars resistance. <laughs> oh, <rip. laughs> um so yeah, grief is just like, please come back. Help help me, Mandalorian. You're, You're my, my only, only hope. hope. <laughs> You're my only hoe. <laughs> That's how I read it now. Uh, but yeah, so um, Grace is like, please come back with the kid. We'll use the kid as bait, and we'll get rid of the client, and you can keep the kid. I immediate, I immediately knew Grief was full of shit. I mean, he's always <laughs> full of shit. He is always full of shit. So, you know, Mando decides he does want to go back, but first he has to go make a pit stop back on back on Solgan mm-hmm. to go pick up Anikara. He he needs a big gun. Yeah, with big guns. <laughs> With big guns. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so we find Kara back at the bar in some sort of bar fight. Yeah, I think I think there's a it's a fighting ring at Space Applebee's. <laughs> and, and like just like the weird connector thing. It's just like the, oh, the two yeah. fighters are like held together by like this electric cable almost. <laughs> and I mean it was Man. it was a lovely scene. It was a lovely scene. We got to see more of Gina Carano like doing what she does best. Yeah, it was a, um, it was interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, honestly, I could watch fight scenes with Cara Dune all day. <laughs> I was going to say, they could just have like a little sideshow like on YouTube, like a 10, like a 10, 10 minute sort of thing. Where it's just like Cara Dune be- beating people up. Like, I'd watch that. I would too. Starwars.com, how come you're not listening? Just cater towards a very specific demographic in your set. Of two people. <laughs> And there were more than us. There were like four. There are dozens of us. <laughs> so yeah, Mando's just like, please come help us. You're like my one brain cell. And... You're my only hoe. <laughs> and Kara's actually a bit hesitant because she's actually liking life on Sorgan. It's nice and quiet. She gets to beat people up. Free food from space Applebee's. Yeah. But then Mando mentions that it's to sort of Killing Imperial, and she immediately says, "All right, fuck this, I'm going." Because if there's one thing, if there's one thing she likes more than like a quiet life, beating people up, it's killing Imperials. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Yeah, and you know they're back on the ship, and Mando's explained the plan, and Kara is the voice of reason, and it's just like, "Hey, you need someone to look after the kid. You need a babysitter." Like she's seen. What, she's seen the events of the last two episodes and just been like, what the fuck? She recently got a Disney Plus subscription. Uh, she watched the previous two episodes. Yes. They weren't great. No. So, you know, <laughs> she's just back to save his ass. So, upon being reminded that, you know, the kid needs something to look after him, they head back to the planet. Whose name I've forgotten. <laughs> they head back and find Quill. Because, yep. you know... He's probably the best one. And he has saved IG-11. Too much to Manda's chagrin. Yeah. And we get, like, a cool montage of, like, Quill 
basically giving like physical therapy to IG-11. Yeah, teaching him how to be a good droid, and not like, a bad droid. <laughs> how to walk and to like not fall over. Yeah, we saw him rehabilitate an entire <laughs> droid. I actually really liked that montage. It was kind of sweet. I did. It was sweet. And I should have known what would happen next to both of these characters. Yeah. I should have known. As soon as as soon as the uh, heartfelt montage <laughs> comes on, it's like, oh, no. All right. It's <laughs> this like, is it. It's like a pre-funeral notice. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, spoilers, by the way. Yeah, just in case, you know, you're listening to this episode and you haven't watched the episodes. For some reason. I, you know what? That's your off. own fault. You had two months to do it. Yeah, fuck um, you. So, yeah, IG-11 is now a T-droid. He's a nursing droid. And Mando still isn't having any of it. Nope. All droids are the same to Mando. Can you imagine Mando meeting, like, BB-8? Oh, he would punt BB-8 <laughs> on sight. BB-8 would kick his ass, though. Hmm. Doubt. I mean... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got that image in my head. Uh, so, yeah, Mando asks Quill if he'll babysit, and Quill is a bit hesitant because, you know, he spent so much of his life as an indentured servant for the Empire. Yeah, he doesn't really want to work for anybody. Which is fair. That's understandable. Like, yeah. come on, let let the dude have his vacation, Mando, with Nurse Taika. Yeah. <laughs> but he does agree as long as IG-11 comes along. Mm-hmm. So that, and his reasoning for that is so that the kid doesn't, you know, follow him and fall into Imperial slavery. Which, good, good on yeah. you, Quill. Because, you know, if Mando hadn't saved the kid, I f- kind of feel like that's what would have happened. Like, we still don't know, but... um. Oh, totally. Or IG-11's client would have killed the kid. Yeah. Well, no, IG-11 would have killed the kid for his client, whoever that is. We never found out. Hmm. One day. The plot, she thickens. (laughs) Speaking of thick, um... (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue. Kara and Dad are arm wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. And Dad is getting his ass beaten. Yeah. His arms are noodles compared to Kara's. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Pedro Pascal. And like the kid sees that, and he wants to help Dad. Yeah, I thought I thought this was going to be a cute, funny scene <laughs> where he, where he helps him win. Yeah. But no, this went from zero to a thousand real quick. He little force shit. chokes <laughs> Kara. <laughs> what the fuck, kid? <laughs> I did love how Mando just, like, freaked out and was just like, no, no, she's a friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I freaked out when I first watched that scene, too. (laughs) I thought, oh, no, the baby's going to kill her. (laughs) Like, she can take down so many things, but she'll be killed by baby. She'll be killed by a baby gremlin. (laughs) Her one weakness. (laughs) So, yeah, Kara sort of freaks out, but, you know. (laughs) <laughs> what can she do? Uh, die, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the gang meets up with grief. Yeah. Uh, IG Eleven stays on the ship with the kid, and they all ride blurgs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bring it or blurg, bringing it full circle. It's like poetry; it rhymes. <laughs> and 
Uh, grief finds the kid adorable, which understandable. Yep. It, it's, a, it's a cute baby. Yep. Uh, the, so, uh, he, oh, turns out Grief brought some bounty hunters with him. Yeah. And, you know, there's, that's the, uh, let me see, the 70th red flag this episode? <laughs> you know, just a few. Not too many. <laughs> so, yeah, like, if you were suspicious of him originally, you're, like, super suspicious now. I'm like, okay, why did he need cronies? So the group go- so the group stops to make camp. Uh, they get attacked by pterodactyls. Space pterodactyls. Space pterodactyls. And uh, kills all the Blurg, uh, making Quill very sad. Mando uses... Uh, let me see. Mando gets rid of them using his flamethrower. Because... God bless. So he has like a flamethrower and a disintegrator and... He's all set. Kung Fu Grip. And then it turns out Grief has been injured pretty badly. Yeah, he thinks he's about to die. Which, a little on the melodramatic side, Grief. Come on. Just a little. Come on, walk it off, buddy. But he doesn't have to walk it off because uh, the baby comes up and uses force healing. Which I found really interesting because at the time of this episode airing, uh, (laughs) we got... Like, not too long after this episode aired, the uh, episode 9 came out, which featured that heavily. Yeah. So, that that was interesting. Yeah, because, you know, it's more believable for Ray to do it after we've seen a little green alien do it. I think it was just a weird coincidence. Yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. The little green baby saves the meat man. Yeah. Good, good on you, baby. You saved Carl Weathers. <laughs> and then... They go along, and Grief does admit that his original plan, surprise, surprise, was to ambush and kill Mando and Kara and take the kid. Yeah. And what changed his mind was baby gremlin. Saving his life. Yeah. You know, he grew a tiny bit of a heart. Not much, but tiny. He did. Tiny. Yeah. Well, he, he thought baby was going to eat him. So. <laughs> Which, I mean... It probably would have eventually anyway, so... Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) No. There's an episode title for you. This was going to be an episode title like ten episodes ago. (laughs) I guess if it keeps coming up, we're going to have to use it. Oh, we'll make a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, our first t-shirt. And it's that. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so they come up with a new plan, which is to send the kid and Quill back to the ship, take the empty pram with them to meet the client, and then Mando will turn turn himself in as bait so they can then kill the client and live happily ever after. The end. Except it's Star Wars, so... Yeah, it's Star Wars. It, of course, of course, the plan never works out, no matter how half-assed or full-assed in this case. Yeah, I don't know if it's full out. Maybe like three quarters. Three quarters. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I mean, that's more acceptable than most plans in Star Wars. Yeah. So they do meet up with a client, and he goes on and on about how the Empire improves everything, every system it touches. And how the Mandalores were so Mandalorians were so silly to resist imperial expansion. 
Yeah. <sighs> sort of hints at some stuff. I, 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 you know, I almost believed him because I can just listen to Werner Herzog monologue <laughs> for for hours and hours. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah, he makes some pretty good points. Yeah. <laughs> so but, um, he's obviously no, read, he re- referencing the Siege of Mandalore, right? Uh, is that what it is? Partially. That's partially what we're getting, uh, what we're about to see in Clone Wars, and probably some stuff that happened in between, uh, during, before, and after the events of Rebels. Mm. Like, there's a lot that happened with Mandalore since yeah. we last saw it in Clone Wars. <laughs> I think what I need to do is just like find like the key episodes remaining of Clone Wars and just watch them, so I can like I understand mean, this a bit more. Probably that's a that's a good way to watch it yeah because like all the mandalore stuff is still like going over my head so much <laughs> like, just, I mean, just dm me or bridget like i know that i like i know a heap of them died i don't know much beyond that i'll learn one day you'll figure it out yeah. you'll figure it out and then the client is also talking about how it's gotten so much worse since the rebellion had won because you know especially out in the outer rim the rebe- rebellion just never really reached that far. Yeah, the, the new Rep- and as we learn, the new republic is capable of jack and shit. Yeah. So, so he's not entirely wrong. No, but you know, in the midst of all of this, um, he does ask to see the baby. Mm-hmm. I would like to see, see the baby. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite memes to come out of the show. Oh, it's it's one of my favorites. Yeah. This is this is like the most memeable Star Wars has ever been. It's like this it, goddamn show. Whenever I rock up to like the stores that sell Mandalorian merch, I'm just like, baby, baby? I'd like to see the baby. <laughs> um, that's just going to be celebration as well. I go to go to build a bear. I would like to build the baby. I do want to build the baby though. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's the first. First time I ever considered getting baby merch. That is the that is the first time when I want to get him and a porg. Or something they don't discontinue the porg. Ooh. Please don't discontinue the porg. So during all of this, the client gets a call from Moff Gideon. Played by Giancarlo Esposito. AKA my favorite villain. AKA Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Huh. Oh wait, have you not seen it? No, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. Oh shit. I'm uncultured. Oh my god. We're, we're, we're going to become a Breaking Bad podcast soon. Just you wait. <laughs> but. <laughs> so Gideon knows the, knows the kid's not there. Uh, he brings some, uh, some death troopers and some shiny boys. Uh, poor Herzog only got stuck with dirt troopers. Yeah, it kind of shows that, like, as you know, as we know, like, the rebellion, you know, defeated the empire and whatnot, but there was always there was always this Id- yeah. fighting between uh, warlords, and the, the imperial remnant just became more and more hierarchical. Yeah, and I think we can see in like bloodline that the sort of, I guess, well, like, and I guess we've seen Elsa, like that's more or less how the first order came to be. Like, like there's imperial remnants remaining; they're going to rebuild into something else one day. Something worse, too. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a big shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, the gang does escape when a Herzog is killed. F. F. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss you, Warner Herzog. He needs to come back to just narrate something. Or you know what? I'd watch him narrate like animal documentaries. No, it should be like an alien Preferably in character too. Yeah. <laughs> it should be like an alien like a Star Wars alien documentary or like a planet documentary or both. Just oh my like gosh. anything. No, just do one ab- do one about Tatooine. Like I don't I don't care. I could listen to him go on for like two hours about sand. <laughs> it's coarse and rough. It's coarse and rough and irritating. I don't know why I sound like <laughs> Yeah, I can't do his voice. Sounds like Anakin trying to do uh, like a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh so the gang ends up in a cantina surrounded by death troopers. Uh, yeah. So they're kind of screwed. Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, death troopers are not to be fucked with. <laughs> nope. Um, and Dad tries to call Quill to tell him to leave, but he can't get through, and, like, the stress is increasing by the second. Oh, yeah. This whole scene is so well done. So amazing. He, ta- so he takes the baby and rides off, uh, rides off on a blurg. Seeing him being chased by oh. these scout troopers, and as he gets close to the Razor Crest, I like my heart was pounding yep. as I was watching this, and I actually thought he had a chance to make it. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I should have known what was going to happen, and oh boy! So Moff Gideon uh, shows up in his tricked-out tie. He's I had never seen a tie fight. I had never seen a tie fighter land like that before. That looked cool as hell. So cool. I know. I, I want. I want one. <laughs> Not a toy. I mean, I want a real fucking like, tie fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Just park it in the backyard. It'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, what are they gonna do? Tow it. <laughs> Uh, so Mando keeps trying to reach Quill, but it's a futile effort as we see his blurg dead on the ground, the baby lying unconscious, and Quill also dead. I, oh man. Well, first of all, F. Secondly, I was, I was devastated. He was one of my favorite characters this season. I'm still and, thinking about, you know, buying one of his pops. I really should. Oh, he he has one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quill, the client. Oh, I think there's a client one. Grief. Really? There's a pop, there's a pop of Werner Herzog? Wait, is there slight intermission here? <laughs> we can edit this out. Mandalorian. Some Black Series. Cara Dune. Wait, did he actually get a black series? No, 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 no. Ah, oh, damn it. Um, there is a Baby Yoda tiki cup. <laughs> you can get a Baby Yoda plush that comes with a frog and a bowl of soup. Oh my god, oh my that's god. adorable. Does it talk? Not that one. Oh, damn. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Yes, it does. <gasps> so it's the child talking plush toy with a frog and a bowl of soup. Oh my god, and then... <laughs> There's a du- you can get a Black Series child that comes with a frog, a bowl of soup, and the little ball. 
He has a black series? Um, coming in June, by the looks of it. Cara June. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, my what was God. I? Yeah, there's a, qu- there's a quill. There is... Oh, my I God. I did not know about this. Like, drop this in the show notes. I'm losing my mind right now. Um, I'm on an Australian website, but I'm sure it'll be available elsewhere. Or, like, in the group chat. This is important news. Is there? I'm just, I could have sworn there's a client pop. Maybe there isn't. Jawa, grief. Oh, there. Oh my god, there is a client pop. There's a, <gasps> a Herzog pop. Wait, where's the chat? Oh man, but you can't hear him monologue because he has no mouth. Yeah, no, definitely no mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, back to the episode. <laughs> Quill is dead. We're sorry. And the scout troopers scoop up the kid. And, I and was... ride off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> so, f- funny story about this episode. When I was back home over Christmas. Is it over Christmas? When I was back home, it was before episode 8 came out, but after this one came out. Um, I watched this episode, and dad, my dad, who is a, like a original trilogy fan, sat down, because I knew he mm-hmm. would, and you'd get suckered in. Yeah. I watched episode 4 and episode 7, and... We get to the end of this episode and that's just like, but where's the next one? What happens? Where's the next one? And I was just like, <sighs> you have to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> when I, oh my God. No, when I was watching this late at night, like I watch, I tend to watch this like the minute it airs, like as soon as midnight mm-hmm. happens, I just like wildly refresh Disney plus and <laughs> when, and oh my God. Like, as soon as it ended, you know, as soon as it ended and credits rolled, I was like, wait, no, 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 that can't be it. And I checked the runtime. I'm like, oh, no, that's it. Oh, no, I have to wait a whole week. Yeah, it was a... What's going to happen? Are Mando and friends going to save the baby? Is the scout trooper going to eat the baby? What What's going to happen? He's going to do worse Is... than eat the baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is Moff Gideon going to serve him at Los, Por- Los Porgos Hermanos? What? Oh, what? <laughs> I just imagine little, like, frog legs, but child legs. Oh, no. Oh, cursed image. Oh, no. Anyway, Kentucky eight. Fried Baby. No. <laughs> no. Somehow, that's worse than Star Wars. <laughs> But I might keep it as an episode title. It's a good one. It's better than Star Wars. <laughs> we will make that the title someday, though. Someday. Maybe after <laughs> we've, like, suck it up enough to get, like, one or two books early or, like... <laughs> Maybe after that. Uh, so, episode eight, Redemption. Uh, what I will, I will say an interesting title given, like... A lot of the issues surrounding episode nine. But um, yeah, so episode eight, Redemption. The Mandalorian comes face to face with an unexpected enemy. Dun dun dun. Directed by... Taika. Yeah, well, Academy Award winning actor. Or not actor. Actor. Well, actor, director, writer, Taika Waititi. And written by Favreau. Yeah, written by Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy. (laughs) So... 
the uh i immediately knew it was taika's episode as soon as we get uh like five minutes of these scout troopers fucking around and <laughs> it's just talking it was very reminiscent of what we do in the shadows uh, i haven't seen that it had that kind of dry humor that taika's known for i i could just I could just hear his voice coming through in these characters. Uh, I, like, I've never wanted to punch a character more than in this episode. <laughs> punch him like he punched the baby. Yeah. They were just, like, punching the baby and hitting the baby. So when one of them stuck their yeah, finger in I'm its like... face, the baby did the right thing and fucking bit him. Well, here's the thing. I thought, like, man, what's a baby doing to you? Come on. I don't <sighs> think the one who had the baby in the bag was particularly fond of kids or, like, noise or... Uh, no. No. He is very much... He was very much a grump. Yeah. <laughs> but I I just... I love the dynamic between the two characters, and I really would love to see... I know it won't happen, but, like, just have Taika <laughs> do, like, a Star Wars comedy or something? Or just, you I, know, a more relaxed yeah, I'd chill? Watch it. I'd watch a sitcom. You know, you will get our Star Wars horror with that evil gondola droid, <laughs> which you know. I don't. I don't know later. if it was evil so much as just scary looking. Scary, yeah. That guy was an absolute unit, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> an uh, absolute R two unit. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, these mean troopers are hitting the baby, um, but then IG eleven, everyone's favorite murderous turned nanny droid comes in and saves the day he saves the baby mm-hmm. from the mean troopers kill he kills the shit out of those scout troopers too uh meanwhile back at the cantina the gang is being pinned down um and as far as i can figure out the only way to safety is through the sewers always fun yeah so yeah there's a big of a sh- bit of a shootout car has a big gun uh and big guns yeah uh there is much pew pew Many pee pew. Uh-huh. And uh, Gideon, being a former ISB agent, decides to get in everyone's heads. And he drops the name Cara Cynthia Dune of Alderaan. We get Cara's full name. See, okay, this is why, uh, you know, back during our first Mando recap episode, I was, I was talking about, you know, we were talking about how she, whether or not she'd get along with Leia. Mm-hmm. And this is... This is why I think, you know, she would tolerate Leia at most because they have shared, well, shared trauma, yeah. but also she's a politician and that don't fly with her. Because <laughs> yeah. I was thinking they may be, I think Kara's maybe old, uh, maybe a little bit older than Leia at this point. A little bit, yeah. probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah I, don't, yeah, I still don't think they'd get along too well, but yeah, they'd probably tolerate each other. Purely because of like their shared background, history, their shared background, yeah, and like hatred of Imperials, yeah, hatred for Imperials as well. <laughs> um, and then during this, we also find out that Mando has a name, and that is he does have a name, Din Djarin, Din Djarin, Din Djarin, yeah, who, easy, yeah, lived through the <laughs> siege of Mandalore, as we saw in those flashbacks yeah. of him with those B twos, the big boys, big big boys. And, and Gideon also knows that Grief is there. Yeah. Also, we can probably also we can stop calling him Mando. I guess 
He has a name. Yeah. We're, we're, we're mm. on and off. Mm. It'll be on and off. Yeah. But um, yeah, he knows. Yeah, he knows that grief is there. Grief doesn't really get any cool reveals. No, nope. buddy. So Gideon calls for reasonable negotiation, which um, I feel like even like, sure, he, sure, Jan. Even he like says that that's kind of bullshit because he's. <laughs> You know, when they're just like, oh, can we trust you? And he's just like, no. <laughs> I'm going to do what's best for me. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Very refreshing. I I think that's maybe part of why I find him so interesting as a villain. He's just, like, very open. He is very open. He he knows he's batshit insane, <laughs> and he doesn't try to hide it. Yep. Like, at all. So this all confuses Mando and Kara a bit because Gideon was meant to be executed for war crimes. See, okay, that oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 thinking like, oh my Okay, when I saw when I heard that for a sec I thought like the Empire was going to execute him for war crimes. I thought like what did he do to piss <laughs> off the Imperials of all people? But no, it's the New Republic who of yep. course failed at it because they're the New Republic. <laughs> and then so when Kara's just like, well, how do you know it's him? Mando's just like, well, he's the reason I don't have a hometown. Oh, no, rather, he... was it? No, so Gideon sort of led the Siege of Mandalore. Um, oh, he did? Was it? Hmm. Hmm. Great podcasting, guys. Moff <laughs> uh, Gideon. Okay, so Gideon... So the reason Mando knows who he is is because he did, as an ISB officer, take part in the Great Purge of the Mandalorians and had access to the files that listed his real name. It's so, fucked up. Yeah. So um, Mando yeah. kind of hates the guy quite a bit. Well, yeah, because he played a part in ruining the dude's life. Yeah. So I wouldn't like him either. Mm-hmm. Understandable, Din. Uh, but our good friend IG-11 shows up. Just when all is just when all seems lost, our boy Taika shows up, shoots the shit out of some stormies. We have the little baby in the baby carrier. Uh, we get a shot of the baby laughing. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. That honestly, that that got a huge laugh out of me. So cute. Like, oh my god, you have no idea what's going on, don't you, you <laughs> stupid baby? Oh my god. He's <laughs> just having a fun trip on the bike with the nanny droid. Oh my god! <laughs> I ima- oh my god! I'm imagining that um, that si- that Simpsons uh, screenshot. You know, <laughs> he's just laughing like <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, someone make that the new meme. Gone. <laughs> uh... Oh yeah. So, uh, ba- but baby's not in danger because no. he's with IG Eleven. In IG-11, we trust. Yes. And uh, more pew-pew happens. Uh, Din gets hurt badly. He gets fucked up. Or, you know, as he calls it, Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. So there was an incinerated trooper who rocked up into their little hideout. You know, pretty intent on, like, burning them all to death. But the baby uses its... Baby force pushes the fire. (laughs) Which, Jesus, baby... And saves Dad, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Mando is pretty badly beaten up. 
That's not good. Oh, yeah. He's about to die. Kari is, like, freaking out, being like, no, no, we can't leave you. Dean is like, nah. (laughs) My time's up. Peace. Yeah, like, take the kid. Make sure it's safe. Let me die. (laughs) That's a fat mood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, the... They all leave, but IG-11, being a nanny droid, it's just like, no. And um, so they have this interesting back and forward, I would say, where IG-11's yeah, just Din, like, take, let me take off your helmet. Take the hel- and Din says, I can't, t- I, I can never remove my helmet in front of another living thing. And IG-11 insists he's not a living thing. Which, which uh, sure. Well. Saf. Soon he won't be, but but he's not. But he's not an organic being. Mm-hmm. Uh, Din sees this as a valid excuse to take off his helmet, and not. And you finally see Pedro Pascal's beautiful fucked up face. It is even when it's fucked up. It is beautiful. He he has a very beautiful face. And IG Eleven sprays back to gel on it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, I, lo- I love the, I love the, um, I love what he said. He says, uh, there has been damage to your central processing unit. Dan's <laughs> <laughs> like, you mean my brain? <laughs> says, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now, quick question. Did you think Mando was going to die at any point? No. God, no. <laughs> I, I did it. Yeah, but but I thought like like you know when he's saying let me die I was like come on dude <laughs> the season two renewal says otherwise <laughs> yeah. you'll be fine so yeah meanwhile uh, the rest of the gang has gotten into the sewers um, Anikara is holding the baby and it's very cute yeah and absolutely does it for me <laughs> <laughs> things that do it for me men holding babies and buff women holding babies. You just really like babies. Mm-hmm. Especially Cara <laughs> Dune holding a baby. Gina Carano, you mean? Not even the character, just Gina Carano. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if I saw a picture of Gina Carano holding an actual human baby, same effect. <laughs> yeah. So Mando and IG Eleven do eventually catch up, and uh, they head. Dune's all better. Yeah. Uh, mostly, slowly. Mostly. Um, they head to the Mando hideout. And, uh, uh-uh. Uh, yeah. What? So many of them are dead. So. Except the armorer. Because, of course. Yeah, of course. Now, she explains that, yeah, most of them were killed. I think a few escaped. But somehow <sighs> she survived and remains there, which is pretty bad. Because that's her place. Yep. That's her place. She's she ain't leaving until she's finished cleaning up. Yeah. And by cleaning up. Oh, she cleans, cleans up. up. Um, but before we get to that, it was also interesting because she sees a child, um, finds out it's a force user Mm -hmm. and then discusses how the Jedi are enemies of the Mandalorians. Yeah, they are. They are. Now, as again, someone who doesn't know much about all of this, I am still to learn why exactly that is. You'll learn a little bit in Rebels. A little bit. I'm intrigued because, yeah, that I again, another area of Star Wars I know nothing about, so. Okay, 
so the short version is uh, there was a there's a war about a thousand years ago. Uh, the Jedi won, and that's pretty much all I know. <laughs> we know Star Wars. Oh boy. Well, well, I mean that's more or less all they told us, you know. Yeah. And, okay. You know, if we skip a few details, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll see what happens later. Hopefully, please. Please, this is like the first time I've been interested in any Star Wars lore in a while. Please, I want to see this. Yeah, so like I'm again, yeah, something that I yeah, I'm definitely intrigued in to read more about later. But the armory does go on about how even though this child is from the enemy, it's Mando's job to protect him because they are now a clan. And he needs to return him to his family at some point, which is the Jedi, which is going to make for some interesting TV eventually, I think. It will make for, it will make for some interesting TV. It'll, it's going to be very tense, mm. obviously. It's, it'll, it'll probably be very tense. You know, whether, uh, Ooh. whether Din gets him, uh, well... I've had a thought. Oh, what is that? So, obviously, there's not a lot of Jedi left at this point. Uh, not really. There's Luke and yeah, Luke. <laughs> so, and I, I still can't see this happening. But if the only no, like well-known Jedi in the galaxy at this point of time is Luke, who at this point is probably a few years off establishing his Jedi Academy thing. Yeah, Luke's off doing Luke things, probably hunting for that dagger with uh with Lando. On their totally not gay adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I wonder... Lando's not his type. No. <laughs> no. They are two very different types of gay. They are. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I almost wonder if we'll see, if not Luke, maybe, like, his Jedi temple thing? I think so. That's that's too big of a story to not tell. The, like, the... God, the whole, like... The whole gap between The Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi is just, that is one of the aspects of Star Wars I'm very interested in because it's just so far removed from everything else. There's room for everything. There's room for like anything and everything right now. Like. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) I would be very excited to see all of it. Like, wait, did, did Ben Solo kill Baby Yoda? Is Baby Yoda a Knight of Ren? Oh, he, he totally is. He totally is. We, we don't see what they look like under those helmets. He's wearing stilts. He's wearing stilts. Or maybe it's just uh, like... Shoulder pads. Yeah. Very heavy shoulder pads. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how that, you know, finding the Jedi storyline does turn out. Well, I, I don't think he meant finding the Jedi. Mm. I think he meant finding... Uh, reuniting him with his species so I, th- I think we might end up finding out where yoda came from Ooh. oh god i don't know how to feel about that did yoda come from dagobah like no that's where he fucked off to after the clone wars ended <laughs> oh so he did a luke he went and hid away yeah yeah basically god yoda's an awful uh, yeah so, um, meanwhile, some more Imperials rock up, um, and the Armorette cleans up. 
She cleans up well. Oh, she clean. Oh, she cleans up. She just casually chucks a trooper into the into the into the smelt. Yeah, which that looked painful. I oh loved it. god, it was great. I I winced. I physically <laughs> winced because I mean, on one hand, yeah, that's cool, but also, oh god, that is not a fun way to go out. Uh. So they leave the armorer there to protect her incinerator. Mm-hmm. And oh my else. god! And she, oh my god! And I actually saw this shot at celebration where she takes a hammer and smashes that dude's helmet. <laughs> like we see her shatter a stormtrooper helmet. I love oh her. my! Oh my god! I I popped off. I lost <laughs> it. <laughs> That whole scene was amazing. Uh, so, oh if we got a novel star in her, it would actually get me to read a Star Wars novel again. Yes, more Elmer stories, please. I, I mean, I could listen to her inner. I could like read her inner monologue for like a thousand pages. <laughs> I would not. I want to know <gasps> what goes on in that brain of hers. That would be amazing. To see her wax poetically for <laughs> the whole book. Uh, oh my god. So the rest of the gang, you know, keeps going down into the sewers and they end up like at the bottom where there's mm-hmm. just this river of lava. Yeah. As you do. And uh, the only way across is via this gondola, which somehow hasn't burned to a crisp in that <laughs> lava. And there, and it is on this gondola that we meet the single creepiest droid I've ever fucking seen. Oh, yeah, I didn't like him. No. Uh, no. Nightmare droid, nightmare droid. No, why the... No, why did Why did you give it arms and legs? It should... The arms don't bother me as much. The A little legs bit, but... The freak no. me the fuck out. Oh, my God, he was an absolute unit. R2 would see that unit and, like, run away. Oh, totally. BB-8 would run away. <laughs> Uh, Dio would say no thank you and then run away <laughs> they <laughs> no no thank uh, you th- no thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah they somehow they just get in the gondola with this nightmare droid mm-hmm. and you know they lightly like they flow through the field of lava because you know we've moved from Star Wars comedy to Star Wars horror <laughs> Love uh, your work, Tucker. And there is, uh, and there are there are stormies waiting on the other side. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And there seems to be no way to get rid of them until IG Eleven finally does what he threatened seven episodes ago. <laughs> uh, man, I was kind of hoping he'd join the crew permanently, but uh, that would have been so much. Alas. Fun. Ah, uh, it was not meant to be. Wait, is he going to come back? And oh, no, he did get like blown up, blown up, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think yeah. you could salvage that memory, not without Quill's help. <laughs> I was just like imagining like this, just lava covered again nightmare droid version <laughs> of IG Eleven. You know, he, that would that would endear me to him a lot more. <laughs> but yeah, no, he he ain't coming back. No. So he, Sadly. IG-11 goes on about how he can override his like first function of protecting the child so long as the child is going to be safe. And Mando actually cares about the droid. 
Yeah, he he convinces him that there that there can be another way, but or he tries to convince him that there would be another way, but Ig is not having it, and so uh, Ig Eleven self destructs and uh, takes care of all those stormies, and Din is really sad about this. Yeah, I think he endears himself to anyone who is protective of his kid. Yeah. Which is fair. He's, he's got a good heart in him. He's a good dad. He is, he is a good dad. Yeah. So they end up coming out the end of this creepy lava river. Mm-hmm. And Gideon uh, rocks up in his tricked out tie. <laughs> oh, we totally missed that the armorer gave the Mandalorian a jetpack. His signet. Yeah, I wanted to go back. To, oh, well. The signet and the jetpack. The signet jet and the jetpack. Yeah. Let's go back to that quickly. Finally. <laughs> Oh, finally, I mean the jetpack. Yeah. The signet's the cool too. But. Yeah. So yeah, the armorer had given Mando a jetpack, but she's just like, was she like, you need to practice with it or it needs to become, you need to become like one with it or, you know, something along those when lines. You, when you need it the most, you'll know how to use it. Yeah. And uh, apparently getting into a dogfight with Gideon in his tie is when Mando needs to use it. <laughs> Also, he wastes his whistling birds. Yeah. You, you don't waste whistling birds. <laughs> so Amanda, like, zooms around and puts some explosive on t- explosives on the tie. Yeah, blows them up. And, you know, we think for a hot second that maybe Gideon's dead. I thought so. Yeah, I... That, that, like, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, yeah. so who's going to be the next villain? <laughs> yeah, who's the but next no. baddie? Um, there is no next baddie. It's, yeah. it's Gideon. It's Gideon. But, you know, before we go back to Gideon, um, Mando and the kid part ways with Grief and Kara, and did, this did disappoint me slightly because I really I did think... I back. Yeah, I did, I, I did like to think that maybe Kara would join them because, you know, we, mm. we see what happens when Kara's not there to remind him that, you know, <laughs> you need a babysitter. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll both be back next season. She she has work to do at Space Applebee's. Well, no, she's staying on Navarro. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so she has to open a Space Applebee's. <laughs> she's going to contact the lady at Space Applebee's on Solgan. About uh, yeah, she's going to talk about franchising. Yeah, franchising. Oh, okay. But I'm sure she'll be able to like keep up with like her space wrestling ring. There'll be plenty <laughs> of people around to like fight her. And for her to be. Oh, totally. She'll be set. Totally. She'll, she'll, yeah, she's set for life. And then she'll probably go on uh, go on adventures with her pal, Din, if <laughs> if need be. Yeah. Um. So Mando goes and buries Quill. Was, man, that bummed me out. <laughs> it bummed me out, but it was sweet. It was sweet. It was sweet. There's, like, all these characters are just, they're incredible. Yeah. Like I loved, I loved this whole cast. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of minor characters notwithstanding, yeah. but the whole main cast I loved. Yeah, it and was... I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see who shows up next season. Yeah, and I think that's one of the. I guess we'll talk about it a bit later, but one of the strengths of the show is definitely the cast for sure. Yeah, oh, definitely for sure. Yeah, but uh, before, but well, we get the closest thing to a post-credit scene in. Star Wars, where uh, uh, 
uh, where Gideon climbs out of the wreckage and scares away some Jawas. <laughs> and he cuts the wreckage open with the dark saber. And I audibly went, oh my god, how did he get that? <laughs> when I first saw that episode. Meanwhile, I was just like, uh, what's that? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Okay, um, short version, uh, it's a Jedi Mandalorian weapon. Uh, made made around the time when they both were at war with each other. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because Rebel spoilers, but that's what it is. Because I, I know it gets passed through a few people. Yeah, a few people have it. A few people uh, who we've seen. We've seen a few people have it, is what I'm saying. And yeah, it's, uh, it is very important to the Jedi. It's very important to the Mandalorians. It's It's an important weapon. And yeah. somehow this, and somehow this guy got a hold of it. See, I'm interested again. Interested to learn more about that and like what it means for next season. Mm-hmm. So, Holly. Mm, yes. Oh, I was going to ask, what are your thoughts on the season as yeah. whole? <laughs> um, I adored it. It definitely ended up better than I expected. Like I, before celebration, I wasn't expecting to even watch it, and then you know we saw the. The reel at Celebration, that got me interested, but it's still, you know, six out of eight episodes managed to blow my expectations out of water. Yeah, it's, I I, I mean, I thought it would be a fun watch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like at the, around that time, around the time uh, it was filming, I just was burnt out on Star mm-hmm. Wars. The Last Jedi discourse was just too stupid and too draining and exhausting that I kind of just fell out of love with the series. And this is doing all that it can to pull me back in. It's great. Yeah. It just, again, I didn't expect to care about a Mandalorian and here I am. <laughs> yeah. I, oh I didn't expect it to be cute and soft and it has cute moments without being a cute show. Yeah. Makes sense. Which I do think is kind of a uniquely Star Wars sort of thing. Maybe not uniquely Star Wars, but it's kind of very Star Wars-y to be like, have cute moments, but not overall be a cute sort of product. Yeah, unless it's a Lego thing. Yeah, which is always That's always cute. Yeah. Always cute. (laughs) So my question is, who, what was your favorite episode? Probably, probably this one or, um, uh, the fourth episode, uh, Deborah Chow's first, uh, first Deborah Chow's first. Uh, is Bryce Dallas Howard's did episode four. Oh shit! Sorry, um, sorry, Deborah and Bryce. Deborah Chow did episode three, which is also amazing. That that one was probably my favorite because that's when I knew. Yeah. Okay, this is something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I think my two eps- my two favorites are def- definitely four and eight. The, like the finale is incredible. Oh yeah. But um, I don't think you could have the well, no shit, you couldn't. But you can't really have this without uh, what had come before. Mm-hmm. And I think Taika did incredibly. Uh, I kind of wish Deborah Chow could have finished the story she started in the last episode. But yeah, uh, what we got was great too. Yeah, I mean, the, the seven and eight worked really well together. So they did. Yeah. Okay. And so I hope they come back for more. Definitely both of them. Well, I, I mm-hmm. mean, we know Deborah Chow's back for more. For Obi Wan, but yeah, hopefully yeah. Tyke is back. Yeah, he was he's not too busy with with his own movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, who was your favorite character? 
you know what? Probably Din. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really enjoy the fact that it's not something Star Wars is hard to get. Something Star Wars has trouble getting right is um, just not making their protagonists like these overpowered forces of nature. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I like that Din is a force to be <laughs> a force to be reckoned with. Uh, pardon the pun, uh, because you know, despite not needing uh, not needing a fancy sword or force powers. You know, he has, like, neat gadgets at most that don't really always work. Uh, the way he outsmarts his enemies is just something I can watch forever. And I like seeing him, uh, I just like his whole arc of seeing him finally um, uh, break free of those mercenary impulses he has. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a he has a subtle devotion to his cause, or to his, uh, his people. And, you know, he... he he is merciful. He is, uh, ironically, you know, he's stronger in the light side of the force than a lot of Jedi characters I've seen. Yep. Uh, you know, like he could, like in, um, like an episode, like in episode six, he could have just killed those guys who betrayed him, but they weren't even worth that. And he knew it, yeah. you know, like th- this is something that a lot of people thought this show would be like, I like him because they avoided what, um, People thought this show would be, which, um, you know, they could have made him this invincible, badass power fantasy, and they didn't. Yeah. And the show is so much better for it. Yeah. I, I oh, yeah. Also, Cardoon's about... hot. So. <laughs> I don't know if I have, like, a real favorite. Well, I do love Cardoon, but, like, I would say that she's my favorite, but not, like, in a way where I don't also love all the other characters. Like I feel like oh no, I love the whole cast. Yeah, I love all of them. I love, yeah, I, lo- I love Din. I love the baby, even though it's a puppet. I love <laughs> Moff Gideon. Like I don't normally care for villains, but there's just something about him where like I want to know more. I want a black series of them. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. And I, I think it, with him, I think it might be that he doesn't, you know, hide bef- behind like lies and tricks and bullshit he's very upfront about what he wants well, and what he's doing well because he has well because the empire's already gone he has nothing yeah. else to lose yeah so and, and I, yeah like i think he's cool like obviously kara is amazing and oh, i she's think fantastic they've done well to show her as like this big tough woman but without making her just that like she's not a one-dimensional yeah. caricature very few of these characters are mm. and you know if they are they're a supporting cast at best that are there for one episode yeah and also a big shout out to the applebee's lady oh yeah space also applebee's lady yep love her and amira as well she was pretty awesome <laughs> she was yeah she- any characters that you didn't like oh uh, well i mean like i said you know any anybody i didn't like was uh I mean, besides Toro, I can't really think of anyone else. <laughs> I was going to say, the only one I can think of is the, you know, cheap rip off Han Solo, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. And, you know, they dumped him in Beggar's Canyon, so it's yeah. fine. Uh, I I wasn't too fond of uh, Xi'an. Uh, not your type? No. Well, that, and then, like, <laughs> again, people have pointed out they've given her a Chinese name and not, not Chinese. Character. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah! Yikes! 
Yeah. Oh, and I think it no. Yeah, that was a big um Oof. Yeah. N- Natalia Turner is not Chinese. No, I could tell. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she just I feel like as a, char- a character in general, I just didn't like her demeanor. She felt like she was out of Again, and this is a problem with the episode as a whole, just like she felt like she was a character out of the show that I expected the Mandalorian to be. Like, she felt like a female character written by one of, like, the bros or, you know, one of those, you know, the fanboys that no one actually wants to deal with. Like, there was just something about her that made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I'm in no rush to see her again. That's a good point. <laughs> so what are we hoping to see in Season 2? Because I don't know. <laughs> Sasha Banks? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Is she... Uh, hmm? I just I do wonder what sort of role she's going to be in. I'm interested. Yeah, because she's because her character in WWE has been both uh, heroic and villainous. Oh, so you know she's she's very versatile. She could she could play it. She could play a good guy. She could play a bad guy if she wanted to, and she could do either very convincingly. What so. she's just like a dark side version of Cara Dune, sort of. Oh my god! Well, it's sort of like her equal. Oh, it's because she's black, isn't it, Polly? <laughs> Is that it? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, just like please don't, a- please don't add us. Oh, just like I don't know. I just I think I want to see her fight Cara Dune. She, she needs to perform the bank statement at least once, otherwise it's a waste of casting. <laughs> don't worry, Holly. I'll send you a video. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll, I'll have to split up. Yeah, her finisher's called the bank statement. See, I I don't know exactly what to expect from the season or what I want from it. I just want, I guess I want to enjoy it. That's what I'm I really hope, you know, I really hope the sophomore slump doesn't doesn't Mm. get to Mando because, because, I mean, it's it's the reason I have a Disney Plus subscription. (laughs) Well, and Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm in I, this for the I, long haul. Yeah, I hope they continue the fairly decent run of like more diverse storytellers and creatives. Yeah, and I hope that mm-hmm. you know extends into the casting and whatnot. So, me too. I would. I mean, I would really like to uh, see something uh, not written or or not written, directed, or starring a cis person. But you know, let's not get too crazy here. Yeah, it's Star Wars. TV in general. Yeah. Really. I can only dream. Yeah. So, one final question. Just like in general, what are your thoughts about like the future of Star Wars TV and like live action? Are like you hopeful for it? Jedi Temple Challenge is gonna slap. Fuck yes. We need to do an episode by episode recap of that. I mean you know what, I I do wanna figure out how to write like a Jedi Temple challenge section of the show. Yes. Because that is too much fun. That sounds like too much fun for us not to cover. Yep. Uh, we'll be covering it. We'll have to. Um on the future regarding the future of Star Wars TV, I'm I'm not sure really. Mm-hmm. Like uh you know what I'd re- actually you know what I would really love? Mm-hmm. Uh I like I love the show. Like, okay, I love the shows. I want TV movies. Yeah. I want direct to Disney Plus movies. 
Well, I think people have been talking about the potential for that with um, Kenobi, given the back and forth they've had with like the length of that and the amount of episodes. And- yeah. Oh, also, uh, in uh, going back to the news for a second, because this happened today, uh, Cassian, that show is undergoing some rewrites before, oh, uh, yeah, before production. This broke today. Oh. Um, so I mean, I mean it's probably just a natural part of the process i don't know yeah i still feel like we're, we're exposed to more of the sort of nitty-gritty side more of the of, production cycle yeah than we normally are yeah so i'm ex- definitely excited for the casting show that i i hope it turns out good a little bit i mean i'm all right i don't really care for cassian as mm-hmm. a well I mean, okay, Cassian's all right. I don't really care for Diego Luna mm-hmm. as an actor. Yep. Uh, ever ever since he, well, because well, one because of his failure to condemn Woody Allen while that was oh wait shoot, really? ongoing and and uh, yeah while filming oh. uh, while being in one of his films and also uh, playing a trans woman oh. in a bad movie. So. Yeah, that's why I don't really care for Diego Luna. That's that. That's fine. Well, he's in. I mean, he's on thin ice with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't hate the guy, but I'm like, come on, dude, make make better choices. Better. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could get one TV show about one particular character, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Let me think. No, I I, I can't say Ahsoka. She already has seven she seasons has of TV. Uh yeah, she has a show. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Let me see. You know what? I would watch a political thriller about Padme Amidala. Fuck yes. That's what I'd... Yeah, I'd yep. watch that. Yeah. I would love to see... And, you know, this won't happen in this format, maybe in books. But, like, a pre-TFA Finn TV show? Just something Finn? Oh, yeah, about him being a stormtrooper. Stormtrooping. Yeah, just I feel like <laughs> there would potentially be room for maybe not a long-term show, but some interesting stuff, you know, seeing life from the eyes of a stormtrooper. I'd, I'd watch a short film of that. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it would serve well in, like, the longer format, but, yeah, something along those lines would definitely be good. That would, that'd be neat. And, of course, like, something with Janna would be amazing as well. Like... How her oh, crew yeah. sort of like escaped the first order and freed themselves, and Jaina and Lando's wacky adventure. <sighs> and like every episode, obviously, like they've got the goal of like reuniting people with their families, but like every episode, there's like a different like main character just popping up just for an episode. Like it's just cameos and cameos. Oh, that would be so much fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you are in no position to criticize stuff for being too fan servicey ever nope. again, though. No, <laughs> nope. Uh... Your your card has been revoked. Mm-hmm. Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we done for the episode? Yeah, let's are, let's yeah. wrap this up. We're finally done with Mando. Yeah. Thank God. It only took us, you know, however long to actually get around to only, it. Only took us forever, <laughs> but um. What, what shall we do next week? I'm sure we'll figure something out. There's plenty to talk about. <laughs> Maybe get some uh, guests yes. on. We'll figure it out. Get Manda back on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Manda. Come back. Our other co-host. Manda, come back. 
so yeah, we'll be back probably next week. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, where can we find you on the internet, Jen? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at a underscore constant underscore W I P. If you ever want to, you know, tell me my Star Wars opinions are bad. <laughs> Shoot and, me a follow request. Yeah. Maybe I'll answer it. <laughs> and where can we find Amanda <laughs> these days? <laughs> uh, you can find her on Twitter at Amanda the Ginger. Yes. Where she's always tweeting about Star Wars, unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be found on Twitter at underscore Holly Tweets. Um, you can find the pod account tweeting... Random shit in Aubrey. Yeah. Oh, that said send nudes. Yeah, I, I forget. No, no. <laughs> I replied to that tweet and you wouldn't have seen it because I accidentally checked the notification myself. But I did reply to that tweet once I figured out what it said. So, and yeah. we got no responses. <laughs> Surprise. So yeah, you can see us um, tweeting shit bullshit posting. on the pod account at underscore Rebel Dispatch. It's mostly yes. me. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to be sincere and then get no notes and then Jen posts random stuff and we get notes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we have the pod account Twitter. We also have Instagram at Rebel Dispatch and an email address at rebeldispatchpod at gmail.com. So, until next time, look after yourselves, get some fresh air. Until our paths cross. Yes. May th- we'll see you next time, and may f- may the force be with us all. Yay! Bye. <laughs>